So there are a lot of takes on the videos that Tucker Carlson has released regarding January 6th. And the videos are not things he invented. The videos come from the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And the left, yes, is extremely angry that these videos got released. You would think that these would be videos that they shared with us through the January 6th committee, but no, those were selected videos. These videos seem to bring into question a lot of the things we were told by the very truthful, totally transparent January 6th committee. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, guys, it's good to be with you. And yes, uh, the totally truthful, totally transparent January 6th committee, that, that is called sarcasm. And, and now you know, you, you, can, you can teach it now to your children. The videos show a different story. And you can argue, well, why in the world did Tucker Carlson get them? Well, who should have gotten them? If they were given to the New York Times, you wouldn't see them. If they were given to the Washington Post, you wouldn't see them. We would be told that they reviewed them for our safety. They're not showing them to us for our safety. And they conclude that the January 6th committee is correct. That's what they would say. But we've seen them. And some of the things we've seen lead to a lot of questions. Rob O'Donnell joins me right now. He is the host of the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 103.1. He is also a senior contributor for law enforcement today. He served as a police officer in New York City as a detective. I, I do believe, and Rob, good good to see you, or should say good to be with you, good to have you here. Um, one of the videos... One of the big videos that we saw that Tucker Carlson released uh, yesterday on Fox News shows this guy, the shaman, right? Everyone calls him the shaman, the Viking, whatever, whatever it is you want to call him. The guy in cosplay. The big, the, the big, big uh, <laughs> photos and videos that everybody had seen. Except he isn't attacking anybody. He isn't screaming and yelling. He's walking through the halls of Congress with police officers kind of giving him a tour, almost as if they're guiding him. Certainly they're following him or they're with him. There's a moment where he walks through nine different police officers just standing there and nobody stops him. As a law enforcement officer, as a guy who's done this, what was the methodology going on here? And is this video that we see that you saw, is that telling only part of a story and we should be taking a look at another part of it? Or does this show a serious problem as you see it? Well, uh, it's a little of both, Tony, and thanks for having me. Um, what we heard from the January 6th committee was the narrative. What we are seeing now from these unedited clips of video surveillance from the Capitol are the truth and facts of what happened that day. And what I'm saying, and you are correct, he, he was basically walking around, police everywhere, uh, and this is just one video because he was pretty much the, the poster child for this, uh, for this um, trespass that happened because that's what I'll call it. It was, it was a mild riot at best. Yes, there were some abhorrent parts of what happened that day, but not what they made it. This is not an insurrection. This is not an overthrow of the government. This is not a, a, a destruction of the Capitol. This was simple trespass uh, by, by the few that, the, that they've arrested. And what you see here is that other side of the coin, that this was not that insurrection. It was not that violent uh, takeover that they tried to portray it to be, you know, it was basically a lack of leadership on law enforcement's part. There was obviously uh, obvious no supervision for the Capitol Police and the police that were there. There were no standing marching orders on what to do and how to handle this, and there was no preparation. And that falls directly on the Speaker of the House, the Sergeant-at-Arms, and the Chief of the Capitol Police.
Now, I want to make sure we're clear about a first part before we get into the second part. We're not making the argument that there wasn't violence on January 6th. There was clearly violence on January 6th. Correct. Correct. No doubt. Just it's people will say, oh, you're saying this. So you're pretending this didn't happen. There is no pretending here because now we get into the part two. What is it that the Capitol Police were told? If you're what you as as somebody who has lived through it, you're watching that. These are officers that were told to stand down. These were officers told not not to interact, not get in the way. What do you think that order was based on what you saw? If that, there was no orders whatsoever on what to do, and they were left to their own device to basically manage it as they could. And basically, these were nonviolent people that you see walking. I mean, the shaman, not a single video shows him acting violently, acting destructively through there. So uh, you know, are they to throw him down on the ground and start the violence? Uh, no, that's not their marching orders. Their marching orders, especially in a place like the Capitol in Washington, D.C., are to use as least force as necessary. He wasn't damaging any property. He wasn't doing anything rather than walking around. That's what I'm seeing from him. But if you cue to other videos that have been shown, they show the, the a video from the outside of the Washington, D.C. Special Operations Division. Now, these are, this is the specialized unit who is called in to handle crowd control. They showed up two hours late, and the, the officers are talking amongst themselves on body camera saying we were set up. They knew this was going to happen. They set us up let them take the building, and, and, and that's very telling because it was. If, if, if they knew, we know they knew well ahead of time that there were going to be crowds there, that they were possibly marching to the Capitol, and why weren't the assets in place to deal with it? The Washington, D.C. Special Operations Division, who, who works hand-in-hand with the Capitol Police very regularly, they train together, are saying, we hear them saying on video that they were set up, that they they knew this was going to happen, and we were called in late purposely. Wait, wait, wait. Who set them up? As per the officer, he sounds like he's talking about the the speaker, the sergeant-at-arms, and the Capitol Police, because that's the chain of command for security at the Capitol. The speaker of the House is the top honcho as far as security and safety goes. The sergeant-at-arms answers to the Speaker of the House, and the Capitol Police Chief answers to the sergeant-at-arms and the Speaker of the House. Talking to Rob O'Donnell, senior contributor for Law Enforcement Today, host of the Rob O'Donnell Show and WILK. One of the other conversations, of course, was the idea that Brian Sicknick, Officer Brian Sicknick, was uh, killed on January 6th. He did pass away the next day from what we're told is a stroke. And there's video of him walking around the Capitol uh, that day. And uh, very often people wonder, well, did the events of January 6th lead to his death? And we have certainly seen that an event one place can lead to someone's death in another place, I think when people see this video, it's like you don't care that Brian Sicknick died. I, I do care that Officer Sicknick died, but it's important to note what he died of. It it it, it, it does it seem to you to be a distinction without a difference, or there is a distinction? Well, I'll go with what the medical examiner said: is that he died from natural causes. You know, that's the official. As a former homicide detective, that's what I have to go by. You know, if it was a court case, that's what I would have to go by here is taking that for granted. Now, I'm not saying the stress of the situation or everything could have contributed to that, but he did not die at the Capitol like the Democrats, like the president himself tried to portray.
So now we come to to the next phase of, of, of all of this. Man, you and I have both been around long enough and, and both come from different worlds. Me, the more activist side of things. You, the law enforcement side uh, uh, of things. But we know that if these are the videos that Tucker Carlson is starting with, these aren't the oh my gosh videos. These are not actually the wow videos. These are only the appetizers. These are the potato skins waiting for the Hawaiian steak that's coming as your entree. It looks as if the January 6th committee, no matter what Adam Kinzinger says, and he is referring to Tucker Carlson as as a liar, he's referring to Speaker McCarthy as a liar, it seems that the January 6th committee didn't give us a full and complete story. So the question before us is, what do we, I mean, there's the speculation of what we think is coming in these videos. Is there something that you would be looking for that could be utilized as an exoneration tool for some people who still may be in custody or as a moment of why did the Capitol Police allow this? Is there something you're specifically looking for? Yeah, and I've already identified it, and I've already posted it on my Twitter account. You could follow me at O'Donnell underscore R. All this video that Tucker Carlson is posting is discovery evidence for every single J6 defendant that has already been tried and convicted and is waiting trial, and some of them are still being held. This is just, their, their portrayal in the prosecution state, state in, in Washington, D.C., to, to prosecute these defendants, and I think there's almost a 1,000 of them altogether that they've identified, this is discovery evidence that hasn't been turned over, which, which is illegal. This is evidence they had to show, though, this wasn't a violent insurrection inside. Now, I'm not saying you cannot arrest people for assault and there's proof of that outside. But as a whole, regardless, this is evidence showing the other side of this that should have been allowed to every defense attorney for every J6 that, that has already been tried or is awaiting trial. And on addition to that, we're finding out that the J6 committee including Kinsinger and Liz Cheney, who allowed this to happen, took silent audio and added screams and sounds and crowds to the background of it. Now, that's manipulating official evidence during a, a, a House committee hearing, which I, I'm assuming has some, some, some rules and regulations on what you can do, because everyone who testified there was under oath. So why wouldn't the committee themselves have to follow that same truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth mantra and standard of American law enforcement and American judicial system during their committee hearing where they obviously manipulated these videos to make them sound more devious than they were. And it is, it, it's always imperative to remember that what we got from the January 6th committee, no matter what Adam Kinzinger, Representative Kinzinger calls it, uh, there was there was no um, cross-examination. There was no rebuttal. There were no questions. That is that what we saw was not a hearing. What we saw was not a court of law. What we saw when you hire a a Hollywood showrunner to produce your hearings, it was indeed a show, and it was meant for the show. Which means that this committee, Rob never once thought that these other videos would see the light of day. They never wanted them to see the light of day. I will admit to you that I'm amazed they didn't get destroyed. 
I'm, I am amazed. Has anybody come to you and discussed whether, whether you're accurate uh, on your uh, thought of how these legal proceedings might go? And does this mean that there are police officers amongst the Capitol Police who possibly perjured themselves in their testimony to the January 6th committee or in conversations in other places, which might mean a total overhaul of the Capitol Police? Well, if you look at the individuals, I think there's four altogether that testified. There were two Capitol Police officers and two D.C. police officers. Fanon was one of them. You know, he's the most recognizable. He was seen with Nancy Pelosi and on Don Lemon. When they were testifying, I noticed something very, and I was reached out to many people in the Capitol Police chain of command and the D.C. that I have friends with. Contacts reach out to me. No one in those departments, these, they had very bad reputations in their departments to begin with. They were loners. You know, Officer Fanon, who's the D.C. cop, who, who, who basically embellished his record, you know, saying he was in the narcotics division. He worked here. He was thrown out of the narcotics division in a week because he couldn't play well with others. Um, you know, these officers, they, they, the cat, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi and the J6 community, uh, committee, portrayed these officers as speaking for these police agencies. No, they're not. They were loners that these agencies distanced themselves from from day one. Their leadership, their chiefs never supported them in any statement, never came out public and said they backed them. These officers were out there on their own for their own benefit, for their own futures. Rob O'Donnell, uh, before I, I let you go, man, and I, and I appreciate it, um, do you expect to see changes in the Capitol Police, will the release of these videos lead to some type of reckoning, whether that comes from the Capitol Police uh, by itself or via the Speaker? Because I'm assuming that the Speaker of the House, and you've been studying this, has the ability to make some level of change. He does. And the, the easiest way to explain this is there's a new sheriff in town with, town with Speaker McCarthy. He is in charge of the Capitol Police now. Uh, with a new sergeant at arms, and and hopefully they see what went on here, and they allow. Now, now I know many Capitol Police officers. They are very good agency. They deal with stuff a lot. They were just left to their own out there with zero leadership, zero direction, and zero orders on how to handle this, because they wanted something like this to happen. Because this, I mean, just look at the past year and a half. This is all they talked about, January sixth, and and this is how they got past the midterms. Now that the midterms are done, now that we've taken the house, now that the shoe's on the other foot and we have these videos, you see how the narrative's changing to, oh, my God, this was an overthrow of the government. To, oh, you guys are lying. These videos are taken out of context. Well, let the people watch these videos and let the people decide, and then we'll see where 2024 goes. Exactly. My argument Indeed, and to watch the dismissiveness of these, and Chuck Schumer, Senator Schumer of New York today, uh, it's uh, the 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 expression is me thou me think thou doth protest too much. I believe that is the phrase that should be running around the head. Rob O'Donnell, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. O'Donnell underscore R on Twitter, if you want to follow him. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.